Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan. Hello. Welcome to you, Josh. Thank you. And we're also joined by Matt Van Milligan. Hello. Matt, welcome to you. Uh, I'm going to be sort of picking your brain okay. this episode, because if you remember a few weeks ago, which how could you forget, right? We welcomed a whole whack of yeah. new Catholics into the church, yeah. right? And uh, for those people listening at home, and maybe they don't know this, but in our parish, uh, Matt, you and your wife sort of, they, you head up the RCIA program, which is a program uh, for people to come and consider the, the Catholic church yeah. as uh, as their faith. And you journey with them. Yeah. So for you, it's always a special time at the Easter Vigil when we welcome new Catholics into the church. And uh, so I, 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 it was such a special time. Like it, it was such a special uh, mass. That's Easter Vigil for you. At mm-hmm. the Easter Vigil, yeah. yeah. It was really cool, and um, I remember it uh, very fondly. It was, it was beautiful. It was a beautiful night. And so since then, you know, the question arises: How does someone become Catholic? Or for people um, who are Catholic and maybe have family and friends. We all have family and friends that aren't Catholic or maybe don't practice their faith. So how do we sort of engage them? What are the, like, how does someone go from no faith life to being welcomed into the church? Yeah. Not only at the Easter Vigil, but just welcomed into the church, I guess. Yeah. And like uh, that there's uh, no one size fits all answer because like so there are so many different avenues that people come to the church from. So some some of the people in our group, um, they had been attending church for decades or they'd been um, and they just they they were missing a sacrament or they so they journeyed with us. Um, Some of them. Um, you know, just uh, had really good questions and spent some time on the internet and <laughs> like just, yeah, just researched and explore. And then like, um, they're like, this is for me. So they got in contact with, uh, with you. Um, some of them, yeah, they, they have family members who are, are practicing and, you know, they, they see them in there. So uh, for like how people actually, uh, actually get to the point where they're, you know, what's my next step or like, how, how do I get into the church? Like the, the answer uh, really depends on you know how how they're getting there, um, but a lot of times it's you know, the first step is ask your priest or um, or in the, in the case that you don't have a priest yet or like you, you're not even connected to a Catholic community, um, yeah, that's that's usually the, the first and most I would say in in my case that was my most kind of intimidating step because um, I was in a similar boat that I I had researched a lot before I had you know mustered up the courage to actually um, approach. Uh, approach a parish and a, approach a priest but you know the starting point is like i have no idea but i know that i know that this is interesting and i know that this is a direction i want to go so what did you do like did you just contact like, <laughs> did you google the nearest yeah. church or was it the phone book at that time yeah no i and, and my first attempt was actually kind of a swing and a miss yeah. um so uh i was i was in university at the time and it was uh, still is a nominally catholic university um and right right on campus was was a parish so i just kind of walked in and like awkwardly i was like well, i'd like to talk to a priest um and yeah i s- sat down and said I'd, I'd like to like know what what my next step would be um and he said uh, he'd get back to me 
Um, and <laughs> I didn't hear uh, from him. So I actually, <laughs> well, I, I, I did actually, Rejected. yeah, no, I actually heard about uh, three weeks before, before the Easter vigil, um, just saying, hey, are you still interested in this? Uh, but by then I had already uh, gotten connected with chaplaincy through the university and I ended up doing RCIA through them. Well, God bless you for your courage, number one, because like you said, it's not easy to make that first step. You know, you, yeah. you don't like who goes and talks to a priest if, if, if mm-hmm. you're not uh, familiar with the Catholic faith or how it works, you know, so so good for you for having that for that courage to make that first step. But then also double good for you for not being jaded mm-hmm. by the non-response <laughs> of that first priest. And if that priest is listening today, look at you now. <laughs> hey, Matt, look at you now. Um, but I, I often think about that because it's happened to me where people just off the street, uh, yeah. no connection to any religious life, um, religious practice, I should say, they come in and they start asking questions. I think there's always, it's always a journey. We call the faith journey a journey. But um, I think it, I think one of the things that's kind of cool that um, it's when you are ready you know, God never forces himself on you. He right. always, he always is, is st- like uh, the image that I always have is, is God standing right behind you with big art, like ready to hug you, but he won't initiate the hug. He wants you to initiate the hug. And so he's standing there waiting for it. Uh, and so it's when you finally, sometimes it's people at their breaking point. Sometimes, you know, they're at rock bottom and they just don't know where else to turn. Sometimes it's at, that they're questioning. And like Matt was saying, like they're looking for answers. They're, they're looking for truth and they're starting to find answers and truth. Maybe it's, they saw a video. Um, maybe they heard a podcast. Maybe they, they, they read something in a, somewhere and they, it, and, and it starts to steer them towards truth. And so I find what happens is as, there's three reasons why I've known people to enter uh, the, the old uh, adage of um, truth. So logical reasoning and all that kind of stuff, beauty yeah. um, and goodness and goodness, goodness. goodness. And so those are the three, so, I mean, as, as they're um, yeah. broken down into three reasons why people would look at joining the Catholic church, but specifically why they're drawn towards the Catholic church or our faith in general. Yeah. Truth, beauty, goodness. Yeah. We, we, we hosted like a, a teenage retreat a couple of years ago yeah. with that theme, teen, yeah. uh, truth, beauty, beauty, goodness. Yeah. When we brought those kids to Montreal, yeah, Remember? yeah, that yeah, was, for uh, sure. That was the theme of our trip. Okay, uh, I w- on what Josh said, like, mm-hmm. what was it that started to attract you, Matt, to the Catholic faith? Yeah, or just and like maybe to go off of what you were saying there, because yeah. like, um, so I started becoming interested in Catholicism when I. Uh, I took a, a classics college program, um, and it's interesting. Like a, a lot of the the students who took that same program um, had a very similar journey after uh, than me. And like we were interested in art, we were interested in history, we were interested in <laughs> philosophy. So like um, that program itself drew people who were, were kind of interested in asking big questions or just like trying to come to grips with the fact that you exist. So, you know, there's probably some explanation, um, uh, you know, uh, in that. So, like, first of all, like, my interest in philosophy or, like, my interest in kind of big questions took me down that kind of C.S. Lewis mere Christianity route. Mm -hmm. So just, like, um, just the starting point, like, is there a God? Okay, yes or no? And and what does that mean, Um, you know, if there is or if there isn't? Um, 
and you know looking at history looking at the history of the church looking at the history of western civilization mm -hmm. like who are the major players who's like um who's been the most influential um and you look at the church's role in you know education and um you know Healthcare. health medicine yeah. and like the um uh so again like all of these kind of factors working together um that's you know uh uh, yeah, you go from that mere uh, that that mere Christianity process from kind of general to specific. Be like, okay, I can I can answer this question. Like, is there a God? Be like, okay, but what does that require of me? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, and and you know, each subsequent question led me closer and closer to kind of you know the sacramental life. Like, yeah, I, why was I created? I was created for communion. What does that look like? Um, and it led me to Christianity first of all, um, and then kind of asking questions within you know, uh, a, a Protestant context brought me finally to Catholicism. Ultimately, we want people to obviously fall in love with Jesus, mm -hmm. right? Like that's yeah. the basis of our faith to love, serve, to know God, mm -hmm. right? Um, so what did that process look like in your own life? Like how did you start to see, you, you, came, you came from a Christian background, yeah. but for someone who might be in a different uh christian faith what was it about jesus yeah. that you came to discover that sort of shone light on the catholic faith yeah um so i would say that my uh protestantism gave me the why and catholicism gave me the how so like oh, that, that yeah. like that's the beginning of the catechism it's like we're, we're created to know love and serve god um then it's like okay but uh, Protestantism can get you to that, like that um, relationship. Relationship. Yeah. Um, it's like, but the how? Like, what is what is the most direct experience of God? What is the most like the closest communion that you can have with Jesus? And that is in the sacraments. That is mm -hmm. like that is um, the fulfillment, or like that's that's the how of you know. Um, you know, why we exist in the first place. So Christ being present in the sacraments, in baptism, yeah. in confession, in the Holy Eucharist. Um, so what was that process like going from a, a faith practice that didn't have sacraments hmm. to now trying to understand what sacraments were or how they... Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I would say like it started with noticing a lack so I actually mm. went through like, and, and and I was I was interested in theology before. So like I came from a, a more of a, a, a like a, a Dutch Calvinist kind of perspective, and initially kind of identifying theological problems with Calvinism. So just like first of all, like um, uh, how do I reconcile this you know specific theological framework to the Gospels to um, you know what what Jesus actually said and just kind of like broader theological questions. So and then. Uh, um, I was like, okay, th this this seems deficient to me, or this this doesn't again, this doesn't reflect um, kind of the fullness of, of what I think it should. Who answers these questions better, mm -hmm. um, or who actually kind of um, uh, connects these dots in a way that's um, and, and and also at the same time, I was taking philosophy classes. I was learning more about history um, and also kind of challenging some of the um, uh, the characterizations of Catholicism that had maybe been given to me by that. Um, by representatives of that of that denomination and kind of challenging my historical conceptions as well um, in really understanding uh, you know the, the history of the church the role that the church played mm. yeah. and it, it didn't happen like all of a sudden for you because I know no. from you just sharing with me um, you delayed 
becoming Catholic yeah. for an extra year, I think. Yeah. Eh? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. And so, I, yeah, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I had been attending Mass um, for two years um, before uh, before the, I began RCIA and then I delayed, um, another year I, again, just, just because, um, oh, and, and yeah, maybe we can say something about RCIA itself that, um, the, the program itself isn't just like a, a how to manual. For, yes. Um, so you, for people that don't know RCIA, yeah. what is RCIA? Just in the, yeah. So it's the right of Christian initiation of adults. Okay. Um, so it's, it's a process that you know people who are interested in in, uh, in catholicism um <clears throat> there's no requirement at the end that it's like okay you've gone through this program you get the certificate now you can become catholic yeah. um it's it's not like that at all it, it's it's that god doesn't force people yeah that you know it, you, you're giving informed consent so in order to consent to the creed and so in order to assent um to you know the, the precepts of faith that we that we follow you need, especially as an adult, you need kind of a sound understanding of what those are because, you know, there's there's a responsibility there that mm-hmm. it requires something um, of you. Um, so, um, again, if, if, if the, the process, again, you, you have, you know, subjects that you should hit. You have, you know, <laughs> necessary information to communicate. But a lot of the process um, is having a discussion, asking questions. Um, and, you know, uh, I've, I've learned a lot in... Um, in our RCIA sessions that, that we've been leading just because our, our, our candidates and catechumens have Great really, really questions. fantastic questions. Yeah. And, you know, in, in my case, um, I, a lot of the questions that, you know, uh, um, uh, RCIA answered for me created new questions. So I, I wanted, um, yeah, I, I wanted to, again, be, be able to give that, give that assent or give that, yeah. Would you recommend, okay, so let's say someone is interested in the Catholic faith, they're on this journey to discover Jesus, or let's say someone at home has a friend or a family member that is not Catholic, would you recommend them, either if it's the person themselves, attending Sunday Mass, hmm. or if you, if, you're, if you have a friend or a family member, would you recommend inviting someone to Sunday Mass? Or is there just too much going on at Sunday Mass that maybe would not be helpful for someone at first? Yeah. I think, well, like that, um, uh, having attended Mass for, you know, three years before actually receiving the sacraments, there is grace. There is grace in just attending Mass. So right. just um, uh, if, if someone is up for that, if someone finds that intimidating or um, they would have a lot of, diff- like they have no initiation into um, uh, Christianity, um, there may be better first steps for them. Um, but, uh, something that I would recommend, um, and it, it can be difficult because, um, uh, you, uh, my wife and I were just talking today about like uh, fertile ground for evangelization you mm-hmm. requires more than just one factor. Yeah. So just like, ha- you know, having a good pastor, helps having good programs running at your in within your parish helps having someone in your family who is a faithful witness to to the faith helps um and the ideal situation is all of these things kind of working together um that you know your first step or someone first step might be going for a beer or a coffee or with someone and just you know i'm interested in this i have questions um and then you know that may happen a few times before they actually get connected to a priest, get connected to a program, yeah. go to mass for the first time and, you know, see what it's, see what it's about. Um, but, uh, again, um, 
for someone who is is maybe more reluctant like um there's no rush there's no like yeah um if 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 that is the direction you're going yeah pick it up and run with it um but uh again sometimes in, in and in my case this this was a slow process of questioning until i had you know um a large degree of confidence that you know this this was the next step forward yeah i i I, when people ask, you know, can, can I come to mass? Of course mm-hmm. you can come to yeah. mass, you yeah. know, and, and, and I always just caution them, like, just ease into it. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to see things you don't, you don't really, uh, you're going to see things that are new. You're going to hear things that are new. Yeah. You're going to see things you don't understand. I said, if, if you want, you know, just write them down or yeah. make note of them. And, and ask, like, it's important yeah. that you don't. Just forget about it. Exactly. Right? And, then, yeah. and, and then they start to learn about what, what do we do here? What do we, and I always say, don't sit at the front because... Yeah, you're, <laughs> you you're wanna, not going to know when to sit, yeah, stand, or yeah, kneel. Yeah, <laughs> sit a couple of rows behind people so you know when to sit, stand, kneel, or... Um, and also depends where they're coming from, too. If it's someone who was, uh, you know, uh, or is a Protestant who's asking yeah. questions about, you know, the sacramental uh, life, I would actually encourage them Come to go to Mass, mass as a yeah. first step um, because uh, a lot of the objections that are kind of um, uh, fostered in Protestantism is that, um, you know, uh, Catholics don't necessarily take Scripture as seriously as they ought. But, and it, but a, if you a know direct, Scripture... A direct counter to that, and yeah. especially if, for someone who is interested and scripturally, scripturally literate, is the Mass, um, is the mass because... Yeah. Just about every part of the mass is, is scripture is based. From scripture, yeah. yeah. You awesome. brought up a good point about like a number of factors being necessary to sort of help to create the, that fertile ground. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah. so you mentioned family and uh, church and uh, all these different things. Um, the same would be said when when someone wants to become Catholic. We mentioned this RCIA program. It is. It's. It's not like you know. You take a course and then you become Catholic. It's not like a graduation. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, with a with a degree or something. Uh, it is just sort of. It's. It's half um, instruction, mm-hmm. but it's also ritual. It's a ritual yeah. of the Catholic Church. Like there are sort of ritual yeah. parts of it at the end where uh, someone makes their commitment to go to go to the next step and. And then your sponsor sort of speaks for you and says, you know, the this person is legitimately showing great mm-hmm. interest in becoming a Christian. It is a really nice uh, process, but some not all parishes have great no. <laughs> experiences <laughs> yeah. in the RCIA program, and 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 or in general, like you said, a parish needs to have sort of programs to welcome people and i think that's where we lose a number of people i think people go on google search the nearest catholic church maybe the priest doesn't call them back Mm -hmm. like in your case or maybe the priest just has nothing like i I don't know what to offer you in terms of where do i send you to (laughs) show up on easter vigil and i'll baptize you you know like that yeah (laughs) but where do you go to learn about this like um and I think that's that could be an obstacle, but I just want to encourage people if that's the case, don't don't give up. Yeah. Like um, there are not every parish has the same strengths. Yeah. 
right? So some parishes may be really good in uh, RCIA and, and youth ministry, and some parishes may be really good in outreach to the poor or yeah. whatever it might be. Or hospital ministry, or, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. whatever it might be. So don't don't necessarily give up if that's if that's the case. Yeah. And not only that, there are other avenues. Like when you're looking at things, things like Alpha, things like uh, there's a program called Alpha out there. There's a program called Christ Life. Those are areas that are that are run a lot of times by churches mm-hmm. uh, in the area, and they're, they're spots where you could potentially go and get some answers. They're not going to give yeah. you all the answers, but they're going to help um, answer some of maybe the driving questions, and you might find people there that have more answers. You know? Yeah, and I also want to say that while the, while the church is responsible for some of the, of the journey, yeah. right, like we talked about Matt and his wife leading the RCIA program in our own parish, um, but there's also a personal responsibility from the person. Like of course. If, if you yeah. are really seeking to know Jesus or yeah. to know God or to, to discover truth, beauty, goodness, whatever it might yeah. be, yes, there are people that will help you. That, that's why everyone has a sponsor when yeah. they come into the, into the Catholic Church. Or there are people who lead the RCIA journey right that will help you but there also has to be a sort of personal responsibility For that sure. you are doing your own sort of reading of mm-hmm. scripture reading about the church or reading about certain things I think that, that might you be develop, helpful you develop that um, relationship with God too because because like the church can give you answers it can give you truth it can give you direction it can give you the how yeah. as you said but to give you the relationship it's it's that's between you and God I yeah. mean there are, there are instructions and there are people that can help lead you in that yeah. relationship or help uh, give you ideas on how to deepen or strengthen that relationship with God but but really like it, it was like uh, I feel like it's not an arranged marriage you know yeah. what I mean like it's not two people being forced together and then somebody yeah. like it's not your friend standing on the other side seeing do this do this do this no it's it's between two individuals like it's between God and you yeah. coming together in a relationship which is yeah. amazing and we, we use that we use that analogy at the very beginning of, of the program so like a lot of a lot of what we do is communicate information it's yeah. like this is uh, <laughs> but um, you know you you don't base an information or you don't base a relationship on information so we say like um you know we can give you a lot of information about jesus we can give you you know this is this is how you pray or this is the you know how to manual for uh i mean we can give you a bunch of like uh doctrinal and um dogmatic propositions and it was like but you know think about the closest relationship that you have um you know with with your spouse or like you wouldn't reduce that relationship to a set of propositions that you assent to you're like (laughs) you know this it is true that this person is yeah uh, xyz and just like so you know that that's you know that's the journey we're on yes we can give you information yes we can you know show you how how to do certain things but you have to take responsibility for the relationship. You have to fall in love with Jesus. Yeah. You have to encounter him in the sacraments. And that's, um, you know, we can we can support you in that, but, uh, you know, ultimately, I just, ultimately yeah. the decision rests with, with you. And, and uh, uh, two things uh, I'll say that are also important on, on personal responsibility is that if someone is on the journey to discover God, they want to come to know Jesus, I think it's also helpful to start looking at their life a little bit hmm. and try to limit, I was going to say eliminate, but I'll say limit, things that are counterproductive hmm. to your journey with God. And I say that only because every time someone moves closer to God, there's always a resistance that will appear. Of course. they It will appear in the form of family or friends or um, Even just sort habits. of static yeah. from other people. 
bad habits might rise to the surface. It's this opposition we face mm-hmm. when we try and journey with God, journey towards God. So to limit sort of those things in your life to help you on your journey, like it's it's um, it's it's not helpful to surround yourself with people who are always going to nitpick. Like, why are you, why are you, what are you doing that for? And I'm not saying to drop all your Mm non-Christian friends, but like to, it's almost like I'm on this journey. Think about it like a Lent. Mm -hmm. Like if I give up something for Lent, I'm limiting my access to those things so that those things aren't staring at me in the face all the time. You know what I mean? And and if we're going to commit to this journey, it's it's one of like okay, I need to give this a fair shot. Like See, I need to give myself a fair chance. I, the way that we always talk about with the teenagers um, is if if you're a football player, <laughs> you're not going to go to a volleyball player to figure out how to play football better. Right. You're not going to hang out with the volleyball players because that's not going to give you a love for football. Yeah. But if you're looking at how to play football and you want to get more into football and understand football, you're going to go hang out with the football players. That's right. Because they're going to talk and act and life is going to revolve around football potentially, right? Uh, and, and other things. But but so you're not going to go to a gardening club and be like, why? Well, tell me about football. Yeah. No, it doesn't work. So you go you go to the source of, of, of knowledge for that area and then the... And Living in that community, that's one of the things that when you're talking about going to mass, that's one of the things I encourage people probably to go to mass. I agree with you that there you might not understand everything that's going on. But or that's you might, okay. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. But because the other part of that is actually the community yeah. and actually understanding that there are people around that, that like just coming to mass and having a welcome face and having people love you just being at mass and they don't even know who you are right. but giving you a welcome giving you a hello and then yeah. and actually as as you come more and more weeks reaching out I, I saw a guy today at church um that i haven't seen i saw in the last three weeks together uh that he was coming to church with his daughter and i was like oh you know that guy i'm gonna reach out and say hi to him because i just noticed that he's been here the last three weeks in a row and uh and then i got tied up at the end of mass i forgot right. but yeah. next week i'm going to next do it because week, yeah. but for me it was just like oh hey there's a new face this guy's about my age and he's got a young kid and and, and i'm gonna and he's been coming like three or four weeks in a row yeah. this is awesome i'm gonna go say hi and introduce myself yeah that that was the second thing i was gonna say is is was community and that's yeah. why yeah. i like about uh, Matt and his wife who run our RCIA program because it's not just an information session. Mm-hmm. Like I've been to RCIA yeah. in different parishes or even as a seminarian, yeah. uh, you know, helping with RCIA. And it's like a classroom, which is not, you know. Not a bad thing. Not but a not, horrible thing. Not great se, either. <laughs> but it's like class is over. Everyone gets up and goes. Where, whereas <laughs> these two, they really foster a community. Yeah. yeah. And like... So this year, for example, they had their RCAA classes on Tuesday nights. And uh, Tuesday nights, they start at 6.30. I have mass at 7 and then holy hour from 7.30 to 8.30. So they're from 6.30 to 8. So I usually, well, I should be missing them, right? Because they're gone by the time I'm done. But most nights, I'll come down and they're all still there having these (laughs) boisterous chats about things because they enjoyed each other's company. Yeah. And and then they were texting each other and they they formed a community. Yeah. And they knew they could trust each other. But that was under sort of Matt and Teresa Marie's uh, leadership, right? So it's not just this, you're coming to class, see you next week. No, yeah, yeah. And... That's what's important, like to limit people on the outside and start to surround yourself with the Christian community, people who are going to encourage you, people who have the same questions. A lot of the questions people who are want to become Catholic have 
are the same questions that other people in the room have. Yeah. Right. I was was thinking that that's like part of part of the journey is that like in that community that you Mm -hmm. foster in RCA is, is that you're all experiencing this together at the Mm -hmm. same time. You're all going through and maybe some of the times the realizations of certain things are are happening and, and the light bulbs are clicking on, you know, as people are thinking about things. And uh, that's a, that's a great, you know, that those are the people that you grow closest to, you know, the ones that are down in the trenches. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's initiation into, into the faith, but it's, integration within a community so like yeah there are the kind of organic aspects of community that just just kind of happen or just kind of develop like um uh, a few of our guys just ended up you know coming to our our weekly men's group or this and 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 you know some of them just really quickly became involved with what's going on in the parish that it's like um again it's it's not just a show up you know um (laughs) read and accept this information it's you know you're you're actually being integrated in in a fundamental in 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 not a community but like the root word of community is is communion like you're actually um by by degrees and by steps becoming part of the body of christ it is it is very cool And, and like you said sorry not being forced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. it's all at your own yeah. as you want to, right? As as you, as you take those steps. It's a real pleasure yeah. to see the progress in people on yeah. their journey. Like um, well, I've encountered people who come to an RCIA class, or maybe not even before an RCIA class, who come to speak to me, for example, about the Catholic faith, who are skeptical and perhaps angry and are coming for the wrong reason. Maybe a wife has suggested it, or a husband has suggested it, or uh, the kids uh, are trying to get into school, Catholic school, or whatever it might be. And there's this this really hard-heartedness about them. And, um, you know, we're always just like, okay, well, the Lord can work with this. Yeah. You know, and <laughs> and so that's, I think, what I'm going to throw out to maybe parishes or RCA groups or uh, different uh, people who work in parishes. Welcome people. Yeah. Because I've Foster seen community. the Lord, you know, what he says, he's going to take your heart of stone yeah. and he's going to make it a heart of flesh. Uh, because I've seen yeah. it happen. It's so beautiful to see on the first day that I meet people or the first day of Matt's RCIA group and then to see them at the Easter Vigil, you know, (laughs) and really just Jesus has stolen their heart. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. But they have done, they have, um, they have participated, cooperated, they've done what they've been, they've learned to pray, they've asked the right questions, they've committed to it. It's really beautiful to see. Yeah. And, And, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, just to, and like to to expand it to the like the broader conversation. Like, if if someone is interested, like, what's what's kind of your first step? And like, one of the things is just like, if if you're you know you have tough questions for for the faith, if you, if you come at it with a, a a bit of skepticism, like, bring your skepticism, bring your tough questions. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, read, read, read the Bible. God is up for a good row. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's up for it. And the, yeah, the intellectual tradition of the church is not afraid of your questions. The word and, Israelites. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The word Israelite, right. Bring is, them. Is, yeah. is, is, is wrestle with God. And yeah. so that's one of the, so the people, the Israelites wrestled with God. That was their journey throughout the whole old Testament. Yeah. They wrestled with God. And so you want to bring those questions. You want to bring your skepticism and, 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 there is no question that you can ask that the church is going to be afraid of. Yeah. And if you find an individual that's scared of the answer or scared to try to battle you on it, yeah. the church is not. So so find a different individual that yeah. knows the real answer, you know? Yeah, and, and maybe the, one of the last things I'll say here is that uh, I think in our current age of people Googling questions, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that's such a bad idea. 
I, I just make sure that you are looking and reading answers from, the proper from a proper yeah. Catholic source if you're looking into the Catholic faith. And at some point, go and see someone. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just stay online. Don't yeah. just stay, you know, don't just um, learn about Jesus through Google or through your computer screen. At some point, go and speak to a priest uh, or someone at a Catholic church. And uh, if that priest doesn't call you back, like in Matt's case, <laughs> try again uh, and just follow your heart. But at some point, it has to move from your own research to something personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to personally encounter someone to lead us to the faith, right? Mm-hmm. It's like going to your doctor. You can Google your symptoms all you want, <laughs> right. right? You're always yeah. going to have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At a certain point, you're going to have to go to the doctor yeah, or exactly. whatever it exactly. might be, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, that's, I guess, my, my recommendation there. And there's so many resources online for people. So I guess what... Uh, thank, like, thank you for sharing sort of your own personal journey and, and, and your, your journey with people who have become Catholic this year. Um, but at the end of the day, we want people to encounter Jesus, mm-hmm. right? So there's a lot of resources out there um, that people can, can look up and find and uh, use. But really, the spiritual journey of someone is where mm-hmm. it's at. It's not just all intellectual. Yeah. It, it, yeah. There's a there's a spiritual grace about it. There's a spiritual movement about it. So, if 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 you are someone who's seeking Jesus or interested in the Catholic faith, then do it. Move towards it. Don't be afraid. Now, if you're someone who has a family member or a friend or a neighbor or a coworker who may be searching Jesus, it's searching for Jesus. Invite them. Yeah, like invite them, reach mm-hmm. out to them. Don't be afraid to share faith with them, and and pray. That's like if if, if this person is then then your best case scenario sometimes is just to pray. Ask God. It's like okay, God, and and if you're that person, pray. Like if you're that person saying I, I got questions, I got that. Ask God. It's like okay, God, if you're real and you're there. Here, here's my first step. I'm yeah. stepping. So you start having. You, you got to put people in my path. You got to start answering questions for me. I'm willing to go down this road, but mm-hmm. you've got to make yourself available to me. That's right. You know, and ask God that. Like, put that out. Put that back on Him. If you've taken that first step, He's going to come back with with waves of awesomeness. But then the people that and the individuals that have people and they're praying, pray for them because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do, but God can move mountains. And so your prayer is sometimes more powerful than you. Um, I'm going to say consistently inviting them to church. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're offering it up. I know that I know this from personal experience with having, you know, a couple of people that were heart of hearts, let's say. And then when I stopped trying to do my thing and just started offering it up in prayer, yeah. that's the time where God actually ma- moved the individuals. Yeah. We're, so true. Yeah. We, we don't convert people and exactly. we're not really called to convert people. Like no. we, we are tenders of the soil. We that's are workers right. in the vineyard. So, yeah. Yeah, we can create Call those conditions and make yeah. ourselves available. Introduce. Yeah. Yeah, and the Catholic Church is uh, is a home for all people. So uh, I invite people to, to come home to yeah. truth. <laughs> what is it? Truth, beauty, beauty and, goodness. and goodness. Where we know, love, and serve God. That's all the time we have today. So uh, thanks for this uh, conversation. 
And if anyone has any questions uh, about the process of becoming Catholic or maybe more about Matt's journey, uh, send us an email at askusatthecatholicbuzz.com or you can leave a comment on our Facebook or Instagram pages as well. That's all the time we have today uh, for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan. My name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on The Catholic Buzz. Catholic Buzz.